Support comes from the Virginia Living Museum. I'm Jessica Azura, Senior Director of Guest Engagement, welcoming you to experience the wonder of Virginia's native birds, mammals, marine life, and reptiles, all with a focus on education and conservation. More at thevlm.org. And a very good Sunday morning to you, and welcome to our bird notes for today. In the past, we have considered the winter wren and the summer tanager, with the arrival of the seasons. And there are, are, of course, a number of birds that suggest themselves to the arrival of spring, the robin, the bluebird, the swallows at Capistrano, the cuckoo. Now, in this month of May, what bird can we choose to represent the month? Well, the Cape May warbler, of course. Well, all right, that's a joke, and a pretty thin one at that. It's even lamer if we know that Cape May, New Jersey was named after a Dutch sea captain named May. But wait a moment. With the warblers now passing through the area, let's consider the Cape May and some other misnamed warblers. The story starts with Alexander Wilson. Alexander Wilson was born in Scotland in 1766. He came to this country in 1794. He was romantic, hardworking, and stubborn and wholly captivated with American birds. He produced the first comprehensive, systematic, illustrated account of North American bird life, American Ornithology, published in nine volumes. Even more than Audubon, then, he deserves the title of Father of American Ornithology. Four birds carry his name today. Wilson's Storm Petrel, Wilson's Plover, Wilson's Phalarope, and Wilson's Warbler. Wilson, like Audubon, identified birds by viewing them through a gun sight and collecting them, that is, shooting them, a bird in the hand and all of that. This was common scientific practice at the time and greatly added to the meager knowledge of American bird life. But Mr. Wilson misfired on some names, owing primarily to where he collected his specimens. Let's start with the magnolia warbler, which nests in evergreens in Canada. Alexander Wilson first encountered this bird in magnolia trees in Mississippi while the birds were migrating, and so he called them magnolia warblers. The Cape May warbler does not frequent Cape May, New Jersey. It does pass down the peninsula in migration once a year, and that is where Wilson described the first one in May of 1811. Likewise, the Connecticut warbler is only a visitor to that state during fall migration. And sure enough, Alexander Wilson discovered the warbler in Connecticut in 1812. It, too, nests in Canada and winters in Mexico and South America. A parallel story holds for the Nashville warbler, changing only the geography and the date. Wilson discovered the bird in migration in that city in 1808 and named it. And we can add the Tennessee warbler to the list, another that Wilson collected in transit and named for the place where he found it. We can't blame Mr. Wilson's penchant for naming for all the warbler misnomers, however. We don't know who gave the prairie warbler its name, but it does not live on the open western prairies, but rather in grassy land among scattered trees, and it nests in pine trees. The tail-wagging palm warbler can be found among palmettos in the south in winter, but certainly not in palms, and they breed in sphagnum bogs in Canada. These warbler names, though inappropriate, will probably not change, but it really doesn't matter. We get to thrill at the beautiful birds in the springtime as they migrate through, just as Wilson did many years ago. 
Support comes from the Virginia Living Museum. I'm Jessica Azura, Senior Director of Guest Engagement, welcoming you to experience the wonder of Virginia's native birds, mammals, marine life, and reptiles, all with a focus on education and conservation. More at thevlm.org.